0: And now, Legal Matters with Turner Freeman Lawyers, determined to make a difference.
1: Now, it is always a popular topic, wills and estates, and I'm chatting with John Mann, Special Counsel at Turner Freeman Lawyers. If you've got a question, 131873. We've also got a $100 Westfield voucher for the lucky caller who asked the best question for us today. John, good day to you. G'day Deb, how are you? Very well, very well. We've got some calls coming through. We'll get to them in a moment. But I wanted to start with this case in Sydney, this couple from Birchgrove. Now they struck this agreement, a verbal agreement, with their neighbour over her properties. How common are verbal agreements when it comes to wills and estates and how easily are they to enforce?
0: Well, by their nature, they're very rarely in writing. Uh, The promise is usually made from one to the other verbally Um, they do have some considerable difficulties of proof Mm. because very often the person who's made the promise to do something is dead and unable to speak um, so that uh, those matters do create forensic difficulties in in winning those sorts of cases. Obviously, in this one, the judge was satisfied that there was an agreement and that was the terms Mm. of the agreement and uh, has enforced it. Um, It isn't unusual for someone to say to their eldest daughter, if you stay at home and look after me, I'll give you the house. Uh, But it's not always in writing. Mm. The only thing that might be in writing that would cover it would be a will that was consistent with the promise. But in this particular case, the will was totally inconsistent with the agreement that had supposedly been reached.
1: Yeah, because it was an interesting one. The woman left her estate to her brother and sister equally. Neither of them expected or, or asked for the properties, and in the end, it was uh, when it was all done and dusted, the woman's lawyer and both her siblings had all passed away, and the judge decided to award the properties to the couple because of that verbal agreement that they would look after her uh, and that would be the the agreement in exchange. I, I, I mean, yeah. I guess it's a tough one, as you say. It's it's their word against yours.
0: That's that's precisely it. So, the, as I say, the questions of proof in those sorts of cases make them quite difficult.
1: All right, you might have a question, 131 873. John Mann is with us from Turner Freeman Lawyers, our $100 Westfield voucher for the best call. Readers, first up. Hi, Rita. Rita, have you got a question for John?
0: Yes, I have. We would like to know, can you get a copy of a person's will that they has passed away? The answer is that you usually can, provided that you can fit into a certain category. Uh, If you are a next-of-kin, and I mean a legal next-of-kin of the person, if you are a beneficiary in their will, if you're a person who's entitled to share their estate if they don't have a will, if you've been named in a previous will, those sorts of situations you are entitled to ask whoever is holding the will, which may or may not be the person themselves, or usually their solicitor, to produce a copy, and you're entitled to have a copy All right, Rita. It also applies if you're bringing a case against the estate that um, you you can also require a copy of the will. All
1: right, I hope that answers your question. On the email too, a a question from uh, Craig. He's saying, my mum passed away six weeks ago. How long after should a probate notice be listed in the newspaper and should beneficiaries be advised when this is listed? And he's also asking about the power of attorney. Does that cease upon death? The answer
0: is yes. The power of attorney ceases on death, unless it's a very special one, which uh, are very rare. Um, The advertisement for probate should be made pretty much soon after you've got the death certificate available. The only reason that um, the advertising is required these days is that uh, it calls for any persons who might be claiming to be a creditor of the estate. It's all done online today, a two rather than published in the local paper. Mm. But that's the sort of time that it doesn't matter if the application is not filed until some time after that, but the the it requires the fourteen days advertising before the application can be made. So you generally speaking as soon as the certificate is available would be a good time to do it.
1: Okay. Tony, what was your question for John today?
0: Hi, I've got a bit of a weird one. I was adopted, illegally adopted by my natural uncle um, overseas, brought here when I was seven, did not find out till I was close to 20 that I was adopted, and he died. His wife is, uh, we're not on talking terms at the moment, and um, she says I don't have any rights to any of his um, estate. Do I have a case? Uh I get. It's very difficult for me to comment on that because that sounds like it's going to involve English law. Um, in Australia, an adopted child is treated in exactly the same way as a biological child and has right. the same rights to make claims against wills and those sorts of things. Whether that applies in the UK, I'm sorry, I, I can't tell you that because I just simply don't practice in that part of the world. All right. So I think you'll need to get to speak to to a lawyer who's got some expertise in British law.
1: We might hang on to your details, Tony, and we'll see if we can. uh, John might have someone he can recommend to you to to explore that a little bit further. Anthony is wondering, John, on the email he says, "I've got a will, but my solicitor has since retired. Do I need a new will?"
0: Not necessarily. The uh, Law Society of New South Wales keep records of what becomes a solicitor's practices when they retire or pass away. I would firstly inquire from the Law Society whether the practice has been taken over by other lawyers because if his, his will was in the custody of the retired lawyer, the people who've taken over the firm will probably have it. I'd start there.
1: All right, there you go, Anthony. That's your, uh, your answer from John. lynn has got a query for us. Hi, Lynn.
0: Oh, hi, Deb. Um,
1: John, my mother died in, at the end of June this year. Her will was through the New South Wales Trustee and Guardian. I rang up to start procedures happening there. It's the first time I've had to do something like this. And um, the woman asked me what was the value of my mother's estate, and I said $1,875, and she hung up. So I rang again. And I got on another woman, and she asked me all the information and asked me the same question. And when I said $1,875, she said, Oh, dear, that's, that's going to be really messy. Can't you find any more bills that you can pay to bring it down to zero? I said, No, I've covered everything. She said, This is going to be really hard. And Because the amount was,
0: was considered the too small. Was so small. You, you must also remember, and this is the reality public trustee, are a commercial body. They charge fees to the work that they do.
1: Well, it might not be much for them, though, John, but $1,800 might be a fair bit for Lynn.
0: Oh, no, no, no. So what I was trying to say is that the the, uh, response you got doesn't surprise me because Mm. uh, the percentage that they keep in the estate, there'd be basically very little left. But unfortunately, whatever the size of the estate, the same rules apply it is possible, if the money's in the bank, that the bank will pay that out, provided there's a will, a death certificate, and the um, person claiming is the beneficiary under the will who gives the bank what they call an indemnity. Uh, some banks will, some banks won't, but I'd make that inquiry first, because the amount is very small, and it would be basically uh, economic to to make an application for probate mm. for an of that, that, that size.
1: So go straight to the bank would be your advice to Lynn first the banks,
0: they, they Particularly, the, well, the, the major commercial banks will generally try and come to some accommodation for a very small estate in a situation like this, provided that the person who's claiming is entitled. In other words, they're the beneficiary under the will. Mm-hmm. And that they give the bank an indemnity, a guarantee that if somebody else comes along and claims the money, that they will pay it back to the bank.
1: All right. Give that a try, Lynn, If you don't have any luck, get in contact and we'll see what you can do as the next port of call. Maria, what was your query for John? <clears throat> Hello. Good, uh, good day uh, to you both. Um, my question is, um, in 2016, my, my sister passed away. My brother and I were named as executors of her will. So... Since then, we distributed her, uh, I mean, assets or superannuation fund or whatever, to our to six of us daughters, brothers and sisters. My question is, what do we do next? Is it mandatory to report the distribution, how the, uh, the, uh, the items were distributed to to the courts? The, the problem um, is we had our our lawyer passed away two, two years ago, so. We do not have any guidance. Does Maria need to report that, John, the way it's been split up?
0: No. As long as she's given a report to the beneficiaries and everybody's happy, then that's fine. Uh, occasionally, the Supreme Court on probate will order that an executive file what they call accounts. But unless, in this case, unless one of the beneficiaries is pressing you, uh, I don't. I wouldn't bother about filing accounts in the Supreme Court If any of the beneficiaries ask you to account, of course you've got it when you've got to account to them. But that that would be as far as I would take it at the moment.
1: All right. There you are, Maria. We are unfortunately out of time. It always happens, John. It's a popular segment, but thank you so much for joining us. Oh, pleasure. We'll talk again soon. John Mann there, one of the lawyers with Turner Freeman. And if you want to get in touch with John or any of the other wonderful legal team, Turner Freeman, head to the website, turnerfreeman.com.au, or give them a call, 13 43 63. And our $100 Westfield voucher, we'll give that to Lynn from Willoughby, who was having a struggle with the small amount in her mum's estate. Legal Matters again, this time next week.